At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the VSIN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado on this Saturday, the 23rd day of July. James, always great to be with you, my friend. And we'll get into uh, what we have action packed for the show today. But first, we've got some action going to first pitch here in the next few minutes, and that is the Cubs and the Phillies. This will be Marcus Stroman visiting Zach Wheeler, Philadelphia, only eight and a half games back in the National League East, and they are currently the third wildcard team in the National League, just barely ahead of St. Louis and San Francisco. The Cubs have lost nine of their last 10 games or had lost nine of their last 10 games prior to beating the Phillies on Friday night. But Philadelphia, a heavy favorite to bounce back today. Again, this one going to first pitch here in less than four minutes. And the Phils, the consensus price, minus 168 on the money line with a total of eight. James, anything here on the diamonds for you in this one? Nothing here for me as far as the Phillies are concerned. Uh, maybe a little flat coming off the All-Star break, getting hammered the way that they did against the Cubs. Like you mentioned, the Cubs had lost 9 out of 10 rolling into the All-Star break. And sometimes you figure how are teams going to approach the break, especially this year. The break seemed to come at a re- – I don't remember an All-Star break happening this late in the season. So I think for the Phillies, you know, maybe it needed to find themselves a break. We know the injuries that they've gone through, especially within that lineup. And, and those folks will be coming back at some point. We're talking about Harper and as well as Gene Segura, but something to play for. And I think as we get closer to the trade deadline, you know, a lot of these teams like for Chicago, how many of these players are going to be, in a sense, auditioning for other teams over the course of the next week to 10 days before that trade deadline is met? So I think for somebody like the Phillies, Zach Wheeler, maybe he needed a break, did not finish out the season strong on his last start. But prior to that last start, he had been pitching very well leading up to his final start before the all star break so I think maybe a wake-up call last night for the Phillies there Brady getting it hammered the way that they did hand it to him at home 15 to 2 to the Cubs but no interest for me I don't like the pitching matchup on the other side for the Cubs to look at the dog side so really just rolling with Wheeler if I was betting 
I did include the Phillies in a money line parlay again, just uh, some funny money on this one, but I don't expect the Cubs to break out for 15 runs again. We mentioned uh, the woes of their losing streak or nine out of their last 10 before that 15 run outburst. I expect Philadelphia to bounce back here tonight. So I went ahead and included them in a money line parlay. We also have a game coming up in less than 10 minutes from now. The twins are still atop their division in the American League Central, but they will be taking on the Detroit Tigers, who are pretty much out of it over there in the American League Central. But this division is getting very interesting, James. The Twins are just one game up on the Cleveland Guardians and four games up on the Pale Hose. Uh, they lead the Chicago White Sox by four games in the division. And the Tigers, they have won just two out of their last eight games coming in. They will send a former twin to the hill today in Michael Panetta, and he will face Joe Ryan. Minnesota currently a pretty healthy road favorite at minus 160 on the money line. Eight and a half is your total. Anyone, uh, anything in this one for you, James? Yeah, you look at the Tigers, Brady, and it's it's night and day with this team. I'm not going to say it's a good team at home, but they're just a game under 500 playing baseball at home as opposed to the road, one of the worst records in all of baseball, sitting at 15 and 32. But it's the pitching matchup here. You look at Pineda coming back. Since he's returned, he was basically on the IL for about six weeks, and since he returned back at the start of the month here in July, four starts, he's allowed 15 earned runs, 28 hits with six of those as home runs, and only eight strikeouts over the course of 17 and a third innings. Yeah, and this was against Cleveland twice and Kansas City twice. So, yeah, not so not not faring so well as Pineda since he's come back from that long stint on the injured list. And I think on the other side with Joe Ryan, he's pitched very well his last three starts, just four earned runs given up. He does live upstairs in that zone. Seventy percent of his seventy percent of his recorded outs batted on ball come via the fly ball. So he does give up the, the home run sometimes. But here, it's probably fortunate facing this Tigers lineup. This Tigers team, I think they've only hit. 54 home runs this entire season. Uh, Brady, I think the Blue Jays hit that many last night in Boston, didn't they? <laughs> I think you're right. 28-run yeah. outburst for the Blue Jays. And I actually went back to the well with Toronto today. You know, since they've got a new manager there in the clubhouse, they have been a pretty hot team. So I, I figured, you know, and typically a team puts up so many runs like that, you don't necessarily want to go back to the well with them the very next day. But I did with Toronto. And, and speaking of that, they are in action currently as we speak at Fenway Park. The uh, Blue Jays uh, trying to follow up on that 28-round outburst at Fenway Park on Friday night. They got uh, Alex Manoa on the hill facing Cutter Crawford, and Toronto closed as a pretty heavy favorite. I actually got this one on the overnight at minus 135. I saw it all the way as high as minus 175. It closed at minus 160 with a total of 9.5. Pretty low-scoring affair so far. 3-1 to one in favor of Toronto in the bottom of the sixth inning, and you're in game total is now down to seven a good one in the pacific northwest james and carlos santana just went long for the seattle mariners to cut that lead in half the astros now up on seattle two to one it was 12 and three against 10 and three logan gilbert taking on justin verlander a good pitching matchup these two dueling in the american league west division of course houston with that big lead but uh, seattle absolutely in contention for a wild card berth so bottom of the seventh inning Seattle still batting and it's two to one in favor of the Astros your in-game total is just at four and a half but how about these Mariners as of late James they won 14 games in a row lost for the first time to the Astros just last night well and for the Mariners kind of piggybacking off of last year some of the momentum of the surprising season that they had last year and a lot of the moves that they made to bolster that roster and it takes some time for those guys just to get familiar with each other in the clubhouse uh, the manager Scott Service start to figure out strengths and weaknesses of their players coming over and it takes a little time and they found themselves obviously of the last month of the season rolling in if there was one team that did not want to see the all-star break most teams because that all-star break was so late this season Brady probably really looking forward to some needed time off except for the Seattle Mariners as well as they had been playing they want to keep that role going you're winning 14 straight you want to keep playing every day but you know I think here with Houston you think about Houston coming out of the break and you looked at their schedule they had that that the the doubleheader in that two-game series in a sense against the New York Yankees all right New York top of the top of the American League standings having a great season slugging your way the judge having an amazing season and and that's the story so far through the, through the first half of the season in the American League uh, 
Let's set a message here as far as the Astros are concerned. We've been there. We've done that. We know how to perform. Let's send a message in this second half, not only to the Yankees, that, hey, if you see us, we, we're going to meet eventually, most likely, in the in the finals, or in a sense, in the ALCS, most likely. And from that standpoint, this is what you're going to see. And I think for Seattle, the same thing. All right, nice story. Definitely the last month rolling into the break the way that you did. But if you want to contend in this division, we are we are the kings in this division. We're going to show you what it's like to play against us. Adam Frazier currently at bat for the Mariners, and the Mariners remain plus 240 on the money line to come back and win this game. They've got one on with one out, again, trailing the Astros 2-1. to one. So, James, it's been a couple of weeks since you and I have spoken, and I want to play the timeline game with you here again. Of course, we're in late July, and we're all itching for football to begin. Well, we are just 12 days away from the first NFL preseason game. That'll be the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in the Hall of Fame game. We're 19 days away until the PGA Tour starts its FedEx Cup playoffs. 35 days away from college football beginning. A lot of Mountain West action on that first Saturday for college football. Nevada and UNLV both in action. Wyoming is at Illinois. Utah State will host UConn. And Hawaii will host the Commodores of Vanderbilt. And 47 days away from a Thursday night at SoFi Stadium with the defending Super Bowl champion Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills. And finally, 76 days away from Major League Baseball starting its postseason with the wild card round and and I agree with you I looked at uh, the New York Yankees they only have 67 games remaining it does seem like the all-star break came maybe a week or a week and a half later this year not a whole lot of games left in the regular season of Major League Baseball but talk about that NFL preseason beginning in just 12 days do you use the NFL preseason James as a part of your handicap and assessing teams and what have you Typically not, because a lot of times we know, and this year now we're only going to have three preseason games. We know before when there was four games, well, a lot of times you wouldn't see the starters until maybe that third game where potentially they play in the, the first half, in a sense. And depending what, what the how much turnover there was in the roster or maybe a new coach needing to get to see some more of his starters, just getting familiar with those guys. But, you know, they, these guys aren't playing for keeps here. And now with just three preseason games and an additional regular season game piled on with seven, uh, an extended 17-week season now for the NFL teams. You know, they're going to be mindful of how much, uh, just think about Baltimore last year, Brady, and and the criticism that John Harbaugh took putting in, was it Dobbins that went down? I mean, they lost their entire backfield during the preseason and played that last game last year. I think teams are going to be very hesitant to really show their hand. A lot of times you see a lot of vanilla offense and defense for both sides, and really preseason is a matter for the majority of these coaches to look the 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 depth of their team, who's going to be filling out that raw, who's going to be playing special teams, that type of stuff. So I'm not going to tip too much into what we see wins and losses or even uh, taking You have to take into account what you're going to actually see, see as far as scheme goes, because a lot of times you're not going to see a lot of exotic defenses. It's going to be a lot of cover too, a lot of vanilla, not a lot of blitzes and kind of the same thing on the other side. I think these teams just want to get through these three preseason games and get ready for week one. So for me, as far as a handicap goes, maybe it's getting through the roster and Finding, t- finding players that maybe stood out on a particular roster, but as far as assessing a team through preseason, doesn't really affect my handicap rolling into the season. The Mariners now with two runners on and just one out, a runner at second and a runner at third. Justin Verlander still working for the Houston Astros with a 2-1 to one advantage. He has thrown 86 pitches, and again, Seattle threatening here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Still 2-1 to one in favor of Houston, and now on the money line, they have gone all the way down to minus Minus 150. It was just a moment ago, James, that we could have had better than nearly 3-1 to one on the uh, Seattle Mariners to come back and win this game. We'll get into it more here for the VEASAN Bet Center Saturday edition when we return right here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of 62500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years and only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and James Salinas back with you inside the V-SIN Bet Center. Justin Verlander got a key strikeout there to get two outs now with the Seattle Mariners. Bottom of the seventh inning, still two runners on for Seattle as they try and tie this game up and possibly take the lead in the bottom of the seventh. Two to one right now in favor of the Houston Astros. And with that second out, now the Mariners back to plus 240 underdogs to get this win on the money line. Uh, Later in the program, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network will join us to handicap the full slate of baseball games. We've got a big Saturday night of baseball coming up for you. We also have Albert Wynn and Cody Decker that'll join us later in the program. But right now, James, I want to get to some NFL news and notes that we've seen pop up this past week. And of course, the biggest news was probably the signing of Kyler Murray, the contract extension, a five-year contract extension with the Arizona Cardinals worth $230.5 million, $160 million guaranteed to lock up the quarterback through 2028. You know, prior to this happening, James, I think both you and I had a lot of speculation about, you know, the Cardinals and what they were going to bring to the table this season. But this is a pretty big boost to confidence here, I guess, in their quarterback, Kyler Murray, who we thought during the offseason, very early in the offseason, right after the Super Bowl uh, had concluded, it seemed like uh, kind of the disgruntling of Kyler Murray and the Cardinals had started. And now all of a sudden, again, like I say, maybe a big boost to confidence there for their leader. Well, obviously for Murray, there was intentionality behind all of that after the season, all the whatever social media sites that it was or not following the Cardinals, all these kind of things, just sending a message and starting the negotiations early and he won. 
Well, he gets paid. Yeah, I guess good for so. him. You know, I don't begrudge anybody. You get your money, and they're willing to give it to you. You go take it. What is he going to say? Well, no, I probably am not worth quite that. Do I think that's worth it? Uh, let's put it in perspective. Look at these contracts. I mean, we have to step outside the the realm of reality for most of us, right? And look at the just these enormous salaries that are out there in the in the world of sports, and when it comes to the NFL and and the guaranteed piece. I think that's the that's the difference with the NFL compared to all these other sports when it comes to guaranteed contracts. But we're seeing this now more of a precedent with these high with the the guaranteed money that's associated with these quarterbacks and we know for somebody like Murray some of the the late season injuries that he's sustained the the hamstring the calf injury those types of things can he stay healthy for the whole season now well this guarantee says regardless of whether he stays healthy or not he's going to get paid so I think for Kyler Murray good for him he got his dollars do I think for Arizona this is what they're going to be I don't know what other choices I guess that's the other piece too here is, you know, thinking about the 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 quarterback pool, for instance. I mean, it's just the the it's a very shallow pool when it comes to high quality caliber quarterbacks. I mean, really, if you name on your your two hands the top ten quarterbacks that are out there, we're not talking just in the league. This is on the entire planet, Brady, of ten guys that can come in and actually perform at a high level in the National Football League at the quarterback spot. To me, I don't think Kyler Murray is a t- top ten quarterback. He's getting paid like he is, but I don't think that he is. And I think from a leadership standpoint, just because he's got a guaranteed contract doesn't mean that a lot of the the character flaws I think that we've seen as far as his, it, you know, his ability to to really ingratiate himself within that locker room with his teammates. I don't think this is that that adds anything here. Yeah, I think as far as the confidence for for Kyler, good. I'm secure now for a number of years, but for the rest of that team, I don't know if that really makes a big difference because I I don't know if that was this was a team that was really fully galvanized by Kyler Murray in the first place. Justin Verlander gets out of it with another strikeout. Mariners had the bases loaded. They were still plus 260 on the money line to win this game, but Verlander now over 100 pitches and gets out of the jam there. The Astros still leading as they head to the top of the eighth inning, 2-1 to one, over Seattle. So you mentioned, you know, that uh, what else were the Cardinals going to do? I wonder if it changes your mind as far as your impression going forward with this team and how they might perform. They're still 3-1 to one to win the NFC West division. They're pretty much a pick em to make the playoffs. Uh, does, again, does your perspective change or your opinion change on this team with the signing of Murray? No, no. I, looking at this team, I, this was not a team that was going to replicate what they've done to start the season. Really, the last two years, obviously, last year, getting off to the super hot start that they did, that this schedule does not play out for them early on to be able to replicate the success that they had the first half of the season last year or the year in 2020. It's going to be a tough challenge. You look at the first three games on this schedule, Brady. They're playing. They're hosting Kansas City at Las Vegas and then hosting the world champion L.A. Rams. That's a tough schedule to get off there. I think that's an 0-3 start in my mind for this Cardinals team. This is not a great roster here by any means. And, you know, we saw the second half, really just the the crumbling of that team in the second half. I know Murray had some injuries too, but really just a lifeless performance in that in, in their wildcard round, their first round game in the playoffs against the Rams. And just no competitiveness whatsoever and this is a team that I feel like is is lacking leadership especially not only on on the field but kind of off the field on the sideline as well I think for Kingsbury there's some questions to be answered too of how they've had these two last two seasons these late season collapses well, is that going to translate into this year? Nothing that I was looking for. Arizona was going to be a fade for me. I'm not going to get involved in, the, in it for this team to to find ways to get into the playoffs. I don't think they make it. I think they're the third best team in that in the the NFC West, and it's going to be it's a two team race. And really, I think it's the Rams to lose with the question marks at quarterback for San Francisco. So there is nothing that I'm looking for as far as as far as being optimistic for the season, contract or not. This was not a really a roster or an offense led by Kyler Murray, regardless if he got that guaranteed contract now doesn't matter to me this is not an offense that i was willing to look at to say i'm optimistic about their chances this coming season in 2022 this was going to be a fade against team for me for this year yeah it is still a fade team for me as well we'll talk about season win totals a little later in the program and also there's a market up at betmgm teams that will start the season four and oh and of course that is associated with the price that you can bet on and teams that will start the season zero and four maybe arizona one of those teams that 
that uh, is an attractive bet to consider that could start the season 0-4, as you just pointed out, their first three or four games of the season, James. Deshaun Watson, he is reported to training camp for the Cleveland Browns, and I think it's also interesting that Cleveland has signed the former first-round draft pick Josh Rosen to a one-year deal. Does that tip your hand in any way that uh, the Cleveland Browns may or may not know something that we don't, apparently, about the pending suspension that we believe will happen for Deshaun Watson? Uh, well, I think everybody knows that there's going to have there's going to be some type of suspension, however long that means. I don't know if with Rosen coming in, that's that doesn't move the needle for me to say now they've got depth at the quarterback spot while he's suspended as, as far as Deshaun Watson is concerned. But this is just another distraction. This is going to continue to swirl around this team whenever, however long it is. And I think the it seems like the NFL is really kind of dragging their feet right now to announce a suspension and then probably the subsequent. Uh, you know, the the subsequent kind of appeal from Deshaun Watson and the Players Association and dealing with all that. But ultimately, I just feel like that is just something that will continue to be this black cloud that hangs over this team throughout the duration of 2022. It's something that they're going to have to talk about, answer to. It's going to be in the back of their minds. And I know the players and the coaches will be coached up to, to say the right things and not get themselves into and to say, well, we're just focused on the game, et cetera, et cetera. Use all those cliches one game at a time. But ultimately, it's it's going to be a distraction, whether you have to answer whether you're really going to answer those questions honestly or not. That is something that is taking away from your preparation and your concentration week in and week out. So Cleveland was another one. I think this was uh, this was going to be a challenge this season long to be able to step outside that. So Stefanski, even more work for him to continue to keep this team focused from week to week. And there's going to be a lot that's going to fall on the shoulders of this offense and in particular the offensive line to run the football. We know they're built for it and in the absence of Deshaun Watson, yeah, whether it's Rosen in the backup quarterback position it doesn't really matter to me this is a team that is going to struggle all season long scoring the football as far as passing is concerned when we get to that segment where we look at teams that could start 4-0 or 0-4 we'll take a look at the Browns as well maybe they are a candidate that could start the season 0-4 we'll see what that price is on Cleveland to do just that Uh, one more note here Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas he will begin training camp on the physically unable to perform list the pup list you wonder about the Saints offense they've been receiving a lot of love in the offseason their season win total has bumped up towards the yes that they're going to cover the number of wins. It's been moved by a whole win, I believe, from eight and a half to nine and a half. They're going to start the season possibly without Michael Thomas and also without Alvin Kamara, James. It's a team that's going to rely on their defense. Uh, one of the best defense in fronts in all at football. And, you know, you've got good cornerback play as well as great speed and 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 physical physical play from their linebacking core. This is a team that is going to play field position, going to utilize playing at home and the crowd that comes there in the Superdome in New Orleans and, and keep themselves competitive into games because I think offensively, yeah, without those two big playmakers like you mentioned with Kamara and Thomas, where's the where's the points going to come from? It's going to come from the defense potentially more so than the offense. All right, back to baseball. We'll when we come back on the other side, Sean Zarillo from the Action Network will chime in, see what he likes on the Saturday night card on the Diamonds right here on the VSIN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 years and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. The Toronto Blue Jays still leading the Boston Red Sox 3-1. Boston batting in the home half of the seventh inning. Your in-game total is at six, and the Blue Jays minus 700 on the money line to hold on to this lead and get the W. The Houston Astros, meanwhile, threatening in the top of the eighth inning. The Mariners have a new pitcher on the bump, and the Astros have runners at first and third with Jordan Alvarez at the plate. Houston now minus 1,000 to win this game, despite just a 2-1 lead still. 
in the top of the eighth inning. Sean Zarillo has been bumped. We're going to move him to the next segment, so we'll take a look at some of these baseball games that will be starting about 45 minutes from now. We'll start in Baltimore at Camden Yards, the Yankees at the Orioles, 4.05 p.m. Pacific, 7.05 p.m. Eastern, and the Pinstripers got a much-needed win on Friday night, 7-6 to over Baltimore. They had dropped both ends of a doubleheader on Thursday to the Houston Astros, and New York has dropped six of their last ten. They now lead the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East by 12 games. That lead was as high as about 15 and a half or 16 games not that long ago, but a little bit of a mini skid here for the pinstripers. Baltimore just a game below 500 after having lost two straight in this one, it'll be Jordan Lyles facing Garrett Cole, and Cole and the Yankees are big road favorites. Minus 250 on the money line with a total of eight, James. Eight and a half, rather. Uh, you look at the Yankees, Judge, two home runs again last night, and now you're going to have your ace with Cole on the mound. And Cole, I think for for Garrett Cole, I mean, now he's fight, starting to find himself, especially over the last over the last. X amount of stuff, what, eight starts, I believe here. He's had 56 strikeouts over his last 40 innings. So he is getting dialed in. He is susceptible to the long ball, however. He's allowed eight or he's about 10 home runs in his last eight starts. I think the concern for me for the Yankees now going forward is the injury to Michael King. And we've seen Chapman coming back from the injured list has not been effective since he's come back. He's his ERA is near 12 over his last 13 appearances. There's no life and movement on that fastball. That slider's just sitting heavy. He gave up another home run last night to the Orioles to let them back into the game late uh, in that matchup. But Michael King lost now. I think for Garrett Cole, you know, I think because he has so many strikeouts, he does work a lot of deep counts. And how deep will he go into this game with the Yankees being this big a favorite? Do you know how they're built? It's to hit the ball over the fence. I don't know why anybody continues to pitch to to Aaron Judge. Brady, why just keep throwing the ball down and away? Keep it away. Do not put anything out over the middle of the plate because he is hammering everything. Not only did he have two home runs last night, we said he's had eight home runs against the Orioles. I don't know if he's going to see a pitch to hit tonight. I would suspect Orioles got to make an adjustment at some point, but is that Jordan Lyles? Is he going to be the one to do that? He's allowed four runs or more in five of the last ten starts that he's had. His ERA is over five and a half during that that ten-game stretch for Jordan Lyles. Not a pitcher I trust to uh, be able to locate appropriately and effectively away from Aaron Judge and this Yankees team. I see why the total's sitting where it is on that side with the team total. Maybe it's the only way to attack it is the team total for the Yankees tonight driving the baseball with Jordan Lyles on the hill. Yeah, I think a lot of that price, uh, not only Garrett Cole and you illustrate how good he's been doing as of late, but also Jordan Lyles and how poor he's been. Uh, it looks real juicy to take a shot with the Baltimore Orioles, who have been really uh, exceeding expectations by a big uh, a margin this season. I bet their season win total under. That's almost already a loser. <laughs> I think it was about 62 wins or something like that. They're already at about 45 or so. Um, but yeah, Jordan Lyles has not been good, so I'm not going to go and take the juicy underdog there against the Yankees. Uh, by the way, the Astros did get an insurance run. Now 3-1, to one, they lead Seattle still. Uh, no, they are now not batting it. The uh, Mariners get out of it. Just one run uh, that they allow, but now 3-1, to one, and Seattle will be batting in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Astros were as high as minus 2,500 on the money line here in the in-game market. The Marlins at the Pirates. Now, both of these teams are under 500, but playing pretty decent baseball as of late. The Marlins are still in the hunt for the National League wildcard race. Max Meyer will make just his second career start today for Miami. Jose Quintana counters for Pittsburgh. Marlins just a slight road favorite here, James. Eight is your total. Any action for you in this one? Now you look at the Marlins, really, this is a team that is, I feel like all season long struggling to to put hits together and not uh, not a great base running team either. This is not a team that goes first to third a whole lot and really relies on the long ball, and that's been the struggle. Going into the All-Star break, had lost 8 of 12 prior to last night. When they exploded for those eight runs, this is a team that would really struggle to find their way to home plate as far as their offense was concerned. In those 12 games, they're scoring 25 runs, so it's been a struggle going into the the all-star break probably a team that needed to get to that break and and rest and get a little R&R and get their mind right and coming back but I think here with the rookie it's just so hard he's going to make like you said he's only made one start it's going to be his second big league start as far as Max Meyer is concerned he had gave up five earned runs and two home runs and his 
debut last week against the Phillies. And then on the other side, you mentioned Quintana, just kind of a journeyman, one of those guys that's going to give you about five innings, doesn't put anything center cut, lives on the black, doesn't really challenge hitters. No interest in me, no interest for me with either of these pitchers, no interest in this game. All right, the Padres at the Mets, 4-10 Pacific, 7-10 p.m. Eastern time. Blake Snell on the road to face Chris Bassett. And this is the Hunter and the Hunted, the uh, San Diego Padres, still the Hunter, as they now trail the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NL West, uh, NL West by 10 and a half games. But they are currently the second wildcard team. The Hunted is the New York Mets, as they lead by just a game and a half over the hard-charging Atlanta Braves. And they've lost... Lost two in a row. Bassett and company, a consensus minus 143 on the money line tonight with a total of seven and a half. This ought to be a good one. This was the second leg of my money line parlay. I expected the uh, Mets to bounce back here this evening, and Blake Snell has been so bad, and I certainly don't want to back him on the road, James. No, definitely not with Snell. Snell's another one. We were just talking about Quintana, who doesn't live anywhere close to the middle of the plate. Snell's another one. He, he is definitely is changes speeds pretty well, but you know, when he leaves that ball up, he is a fly ball pitcher, and that ball can tend to leave the yard. If you're disciplined enough to work the count and get ahead of the count, I guess that's the concern for me here with the Mets. You mentioned that maybe feeling the heat from the Braves. Braves have been playing very well for the last, what, six weeks or so. One of the better teams in all of baseball finally getting over their World Series hangover after that first month or so of the season. Uh, but that's where the Braves' offense is right now. It's or The, the Mets' offense has really been struggling, I think, pushing that the, their offense scored four runs or less in 15 of the last 21 games. So this is a team that is not finding ways to, to manufacture runs. And we know that they did make a trade. They did get Dan Vogelback coming over from Pittsburgh. Not going to add to the speed of that team by any means for <laughs> the, the New York Mets. You know, he's going to be up there looking. They needed a left-handed bat in the middle of that lineup. They're hoping that he can provide some power from the left side here. But I think for the Mets, kind of pressing a little bit at the plate. Is this one of those pitchers that kind of feeds off of that playing on a team that is pressing up there at the plate with the pressure on them to compete and win that National League East and win, and really get win the pennant and get to the World Series for the Mets? Is somebody like Snell with the way that he pitches and does not give in to batters, really lives on the outside part of both sides of the plate? Is this a, a, a place for the Mets that maybe they get overly aggressive because they're pressing at the plate? That's really one of the concerns for me, wanting to get involved here. Let's see how Snell. His Snell's another one that doesn't go deep into games because he works a lot of deep counts. Do the Mets have the discipline to lay off some of those pitches and work the count into their favor? That's going to be the key to this game. I'm down a run with my Philadelphia Phillies. The Chicago Cubs are on the board and batting in the top of the third inning, one to nothing at Philadelphia. Minnesota also on the board on the road at Detroit. They are batting in the top of the second, again with a one nothing lead over the Tigers. The Rays at the Royals. I thought about playing the Royals here, James. I really like to take Brady Singer as an underdog, but when I looked at it earlier this morning, it was minus 110 either way. This is a guy that has a positive mark for a club that is 21 games below 500. He's at four and three. And I think there's value typically on this guy. I think he's a better pitcher than the team and his record would indicate. But basically, there's really not any plus money out there. And I didn't want to get in front of a raised team that has won seven out of their last eight and also comes from a much stronger division. Yeah, for the Rays, they're at a season-best 11 games over 500 because they have won 7 out of 8. Concern for me with the Rays, it's going to be the opener. You're going to have Luis Patino going out there tonight. He's pitched just four innings all season long, three earned runs, two home runs in those four innings pitched. And the other side with Singer, he's been eating a lot of innings. I was looking at, well, maybe where is his his innings? He's sitting at 15 and a half to go over 15 and a half. He's gone five or more innings in 10 of his last 11 starts. I think he'll get the ball today and find six innings. That's probably the the angle for me to, to get involved with this is to for Singer to go over 15 and a half outs, juiced at 15 cents. I like it. I like it. Always uh, creative ways to go about backing a team you may like. Maybe you don't necessarily like them to win the entire game but uh, other ways to you know with these new betting markets uh, that have become so prolific uh, you can usually find one that might suit your fancy and maybe that's the one right there Brady Singer what'd you say 15 and a half outs over 15 that's and a half correct. outs yeah, all right when it. we come back we'll ask uh, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network about that see what he thinks for tonight's card in Major League Baseball we'll be right back in just a moment 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the Pro Football Guide is coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VSIN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas back with you inside the VSIN Bet Center. And Sean Zarillo now joins us. He's a Major League Baseball betting analyst for the Action Network. And you can follow him on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. That's Z-E-R-I-L-L-O. Thank you so much for joining us, Sean. And I know you've got a bunch of action on a big card for a Saturday night in Major League Baseball as we are now just three days removed from the All-Star break. I want to start with the New York Yankees. They went into the break, of course, with the best record in baseball. And it's seemed like just before the break they were starting to struggle a little bit they lose that double header to the Houston Astros they narrowly escape with a win at Baltimore on Friday night seven to six and it looks real juicy to take a stab with the Orioles tonight at about plus 190 or even two to one but I just can't get there with Jordan Lyles. You know, this team has exceeded expectations, Baltimore, Baltimore so much this season but Lyles has not really been a piece of that. Yeah, I actually bet the Orioles. I bet on the Orioles a lot this year, but I and I had their season long win total over 60 and a half. I bet their second half win total under 75 and a half for the year. They have about the fifth toughest schedule the rest of the way in terms of their opponents. So I don't think that they'll end up finishing over 500. I think they'll actually finish a bunch of games under 500. As for this matchup in particular, though, I bet the Yankees first five line last night at minus 200. I had projected it closer to minus 230. That has since come up, so I no longer show value on that Yankees first five side. If I was betting it now, I would probably bet the Orioles full game money line because that has come into range 
relative to my price targets. And this is something that happens every so often where, where I'll bet a first five favorite. The line for both halves juice up. And then I have the option to play the underdog for the full game as well. What I'll look to do after the first five innings, if the Orioles are either tied or trailing by a run, is look to jump on them live because I don't see as big of a discrepancy between the bullpens as I do between the starting pitchers. I got ahead of the totals here too. They've moved up from eight and eight and a half and four and four and a half. So I don't like anything in terms of the totals. Good hitting weather in Baltimore tonight. I know that right field or that left field wall has been difficult to deal with for a lot of hitters this year. So how Aaron Hicks manages that defense in left field for Garrett Cole could end up swinging that total one way or the other. It is a very awkward situation with that left field wall at Camden Yards this year. Sean, talking about awkward, let's look at the lineups for both of these teams in the matchup with the Brewers and the Rockies. Teams combined last night to go four out of 35 in extra innings with runners in scoring position with the Brewers finally coming through late with a base hit in scoring position to win that game in extra innings. But at looking maybe, is there any interest for the Rockies? It's a big dog here again. We know their home and road splits. Are, it's been that way since they've for the last three decades since they've been a, a team here in Colorado as far as the Major League Baseball. Baseball is concerned, but thinking about uh, a little bit with Jose Urina, I know he wasn't there very long for the Brewers, but was cut and let go, and the Rockies picked him up. He's actually pitched pretty well in a couple of starts for these Rockies. However, you're going against Brandon Woodruff on the other side, and I see why the Brewers are such a big favorite. It's laying 275 is kind of the consensus right now with that total sitting at eight and a half, maybe slightly juiced to the under in this matchup. Where are you going with this game? The totals flew up on this game. This total opened at seven and a half. It's going to close all the way up at eight and a half. I bet that seven and a half over obviously would not touch it now. But anytime you see a game rising, the total on a game rising, you should probably think about the underdog because in a higher scoring game, you're going to get more variance. Brandon Woodruff has pitched much better than his ERA this year would indicate. His indicators are closer to three, ERA closer to four. And the opposite is true for Urania. Indicators closer to four and a half ERA down around two. So he has pitched well, should fall dramatically relative to what he's done to date. I think you can get a high scoring, high variance game here though. And basically with a plus 240 underdog, all you need is what you got last night. Get it late, have it tied and get me to extra innings in a coin flip. Obviously they didn't pull it out last night, but I do like the, the Rockies here again tonight at plus 240. I didn't bet them last night, but I actually think the price is just a bit wide, even as high as I am on Brandon Woodruff. Sean, let's look at the nightcap for the doubleheader between the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians win the opener 7-4 to four earlier today. They have now won five games in a row. They are the hottest team in the American League Central, now just one game behind the Minnesota Twins. Do you handicap the game any differently when it's the second of a doubleheader, and does that have you leaning one way or another here in this nightcap contest? Well, I see what lineups come out for game two, and I also check into the bullpen usage in game one, certainly, because it's could completely influence how I would handicap the game. Most key relievers did get used in game one, so I would lean to the over, particularly with both teams in their better split offensively. The White Sox, one of the best teams against left-handed pitching. The Guardians, much better against righties than they are against lefties. They have the lowest strikeout race in baseball, the lowest swinging strike rate. But they're actually like fifth or sixth against lefties and first by a mutt by a, like a long shot against righties. So the Guardians, anytime they're facing a righty, you should have to be interested because they're going to get into that bullpen. They're going to grind the starter down, make them throw a lot of pitches. And both teams are in their superior offensive split for this matchup. So I would lean to the over. It has definitely come up a little bit, but I'm also on the Guardians money line in both halves. I know I said that the White Sox absolutely crush left handed pitching, but I don't make them that much of an advantage over the Guardians against righties. So better defensive team, better bullpen, even when relievers have been used. Guardians have some advantages in this series. And actually, if you're looking for a divisional future, the Guardians line where it is right now, relative to projections at both Fangrass and Bakota, at the All-Star break, that was one divisional line that was definitely showing value across both projections. Sean, I want to circle back to a game Brady and I were talking about this last segment with the Mets and the Padres. 
Not quite the pitching matchup tonight that we saw last night, and in particular with Snell going for the Padres here. And we know he's somebody that does not challenge hitters. But on the other side with Bassett in the Mets, he is somebody, Bassett, as far as keeping the Mets competitive, he's allowed three earned runs or less in 13 out of his 17 starts here. Uh, the Mets are a bit of a favorite here, fifty, kind of the consensus right now with the total sitting around 7.5, juice slightly to the over. Uh, any play on this game with the Mets-Padres? Yeah, I like the Padres here down to plus 133. I missed out on the first five line when it was in within my price range, but I would still play the full game money line. I view the Padres as a team with the better bullpen, aside from Edwin Diaz. Better defense, too. And Blake Snell's ERA does not align with his expected metrics this year. ERA over five. His XERA is 3.6. His XFIP is 3.9. So he should have pitched a bit better compared to his underlying stats. His command has just been very Jekyll and Hyde. He's either completely in his games or he's throwing them away from the moment they start. Zone rate at a career low for Snell this year, 35.6%. Normally, he's closer to 40%. So as you mentioned, does not throw strikes, having trouble throwing strikes this year, in fact, with all of his pitches. But he still has good stuff. When his command is on, Snell can be competitive. So I do like the Padres as a side in that matchup at the current price but I wouldn't really go past about plus 133. Sean, we'll get your opinion on one more game here before we let you go, and that is the rivalry out in the NL West, the San Francisco Giants in Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers, and the defensive woes for San Francisco have really come to bite them here in the first two games. Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, uh, each with home runs. Bellinger a grand slam in the bottom of the eighth inning on Friday night. Has it become somewhat of a mental thing for the Giants? I mean, they've played the Dodgers really well in these first two games, other than the defensive woes, and they just can't get a win because the Dodgers, they just have so many weapons in that lineup. Would you be willing to bet the Giants tonight? I did bet the Giants, and I like them the plus 157. They are better against lefties than they are against righties. Sixth in WRC plus against lefties. That's weighted runs created plus. So how you compare relative to league average? but sixth against lefties, 12 against righties. So closer to league average against right-handed pitching. So I do like them a little bit here against Julio Rios, but you're right. They just don't seem to have that same magic that they did last year. They get a lead. They blow it right back, you know, coming back from a huge deficit and immediately handing it right back to the Dodgers. The Dodgers with this complete lineup right now are also very dangerous. Somebody, uh, I believe at Fangraphs, had a very good article about how they struggle against pitches in the heart of the zone, but they are the best team uh, leaving off pitches that teams would normally chase. So pitches that are borderline strikes or outside of the zone, they swing less often than any other team. So you actually have to put the ball in the zone against the Dodgers and hope they swing and miss because they are looking to avoid mistakes rather than to capitalize on you making a mistake. But the Giants are the side for me in this matchup. Hopefully they get one over the hump tonight. Another team, though, that I did bet the second half win total under on under 86 and a half for the second half or for the full season for the Giants. But coming into the second half, I have them finishing closer to 83 wins. Do not see them nearly as good of a team as they were last year. All right. Great stuff, Sean. Appreciate you coming on and enjoy the rest of your Saturday night and all the baseball we've got going on, my friend. Enjoy the games. Thank you guys for having me. All right. That is Sean Zarillo of the Action Network. Check him out on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. We'll come back with more in just a moment. It's the VEASAN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.